Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Brianne Showman, and I am joined today by Spartan Elite Alyssa Hawley. Alyssa and I had a really fun conversation and a really beneficial conversation regarding her injury history primarily, really diving into what created her injuries, what she's learned from them, and how she is utilizing those injuries and how she coaches others. Whether you are an athlete, a clinician, or a coach, I think you'll find her story highly valuable. So let's tune in. Alyssa, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. You are quite welcome. I'm excited to talk to you. I've heard some really good things about you. We just got a chance to actually connect recently. Um, But you have a, for me as a clinician and a coach, a very fun story to talk about. Um, So we will dive into that as far as your injuries go. But first, who are you? How kind of what's your athletic background? How did you get into OCR? Yes. So um, basically athletic background, I mean, I grew up kind of playing all sports. I would say soccer was kind of arguably my best sport, but I ended up playing softball um, in high school. And then I went to a a two-year college and then on to um, play D1 at uh, Stony Brook University in New York. And then after I was done with softball, I just, I kind of was just in that mindset of just like, you know, nobody can tell me to work out anymore. Like it had been my life of like, just you know, going to practice and training and all that all the time. So I just took about, I don't know, a year or two hiatus, I'd say, and, and did like nothing. And then, um, you know, just that instinct in me just kind of came back and I started working out a lot again. And that competitive drive, I was just like, I need to, something to train for and just something to make all this fitness kind of um, worth it, I guess. And so uh, I, was, I was living in New York. I saw a Groupon for a Mets uh, stadium race, Spartan race. And um, I just thought it was like a cool idea, like that, you know, I, I love the Mets and you could go and run to their stadium basically and tour it. And um, I ended up getting hooked. I was just like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I found out, you know, they had a lot of different kind of races. So um, I called my dad up and I was moving back home at the time, <clears throat> um, a couple months after that. And uh, I, you know, cause he was kind of in the same boat as I was. Um, and I told him we should go do this race in, in Portland in August. And so uh, that first one I did, the stadium race was an open race and I ended up taking like first in the female, which, you know, wasn't a huge deal, but it just kind of like lit that spark in me that I was like, oh man, I, maybe I could be good at this. And so I signed up for elite and it ended up being elite in Portland and ended up being like an NBC race too. So it was a pretty big deal. I was like, wow, this is, this is cool. Like, you know, I remember uh, Rose was on camera and Amelia and a bunch of other people. And so, um, so yeah, it was that kind of, I was like, this is, you know, really serious. And, you know, maybe if I train really hard, I could get good at it. And so, yeah, that was pretty much it. So it kind of took off right after that. That's awesome. How do you feel your just athletic background in general training for soccer, softball, um, with what you're doing helped you take on that stadium race? Um, I think, well, just in general, I think having, because I didn't have a running background really at all. Like I never, I don't know. It was just not really my thing, I guess. And 
and especially coming in softball, I mean, like we had to do like our three mile long run and we all just like dreaded it, you know? And, uh, so, uh, you know, I was used to like a lot of agility and sprinting and that kind of stuff. And that's what I really liked about the stadium is because it has a lot of those elements in it. Um, just explosive and quick and speed. Cause I, I was an outfielder. So I was just cause I was mainly because I was fast. And, um, so, so yeah, I think a lot of that kind of easily translated into that, that stadium race. And eventually I fell in love with running and kind of became more of a runner but um and I think just in general like I've always strength trained like my dad would get up every morning and lift weights and um my dad and I were really close and he was I always looked up to him and so I would like as a kid like a little kid I would go and work out with him and I you know even in high school I would like work out after school sometimes and um so strength training has been a huge huge background of mine so um I loved that's kind of what got me into Spartan in the first place was I was like oh like you have to be really strong for this and I was like oh, I can figure out the running so um and I also didn't like to run at the time either so I was like this is a nice break like I get some strength stuff in between the running so um so yeah I would say say those things kind of kind of uh, led me up to wanting to do one awesome so then converting to more of the OCR and that elite level what either then now kind of what's your training been looking like as far as learning or incorporating that running into the grand scheme of things instead of just doing the strength work um, when I first started, uh, I, I don't know, I guess I just did a lot of research. I read a lot of like books and online stuff and kind of what other athletes were doing at the time. Um, Ryan can't bless his heart. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, after I won the Seattle race, um, I, he kind of like, he kind of, um, inspired me to, and talked me into going into doing a Sacramento race and traveling for another Spartan race. But anyways, um, I, uh, messaged him about like his training and stuff and he was just like so nice and like told me everything he was doing. So like stuff like that helped, you know? And, um, so, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so, um, running wise too, I was just like, well, I guess I just need to run more. Like I didn't really have a whole plan. I kind of just, kind of went off of a lot of intuition what I was feeling I really love to be in the mountains so I would just be in the mountains all the time and just I would take a sandbag or a bucket or like if we're at a job site on construction like and there's a really big heavy log I would take it or something you know and just carry it up the mountain and leave it so it was a lot of that it was just totally random just honestly the stuff I wanted to do and just had fun doing and um I I went to a CrossFit gym as well so I was kind of doing a lot of that in the beginning too um so and then now it's just you know it's changed so much like every year it's been so different because I've had a couple of coaches um one was um like a he's a marathoner um and then did Spartans and you know so I was doing a ton of running training and just not a lot of strength work and then now I'm working with Dennis where it's like a lot of strength work and a lot of you know, um, quality mileage, um, a lot less than I was doing before. So just kind of been all over the place, really. Um, I think, you know, I love the stuff Dennis does because it kind of took what I was doing in the beginning and then it took that running phase that I had and it kind of molds it all together really well. And I love, I love having those like kind of strength and running intervals and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it for now. I think the beauty of what Dennis does is he's not overworking the mileage and overworking the legs and just really, really good at getting, you know, the efficiency of training. There. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what drew me to him in the first place is I saw, you know, all, this, all the strength stuff he did and how it was in between all the running and he's not a high mileage guy. And I was like, this is perfect. So yeah, it's been great. Yeah, that's awesome. Now I know 
training has not been all perfect and for you, you have dealt with some injuries. I would love to have you kind of talk about those injuries and what, you know, what that's brought. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I jumped into running really quickly. I actually, I, I finally, I remember exactly when I fell in love with running and I was training in Colorado, uh, with one of my good friends, Becca Clifford back in 2016. And we were there for two weeks, just training and doing everything. I was reading the book born to run. And, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, it's about, um, basically like minimalism, barefoot running. And so I'm just the kind of person who goes all in. So I was like, I'm just gonna, I took all the soles out of my shoes and I got, I ran barefoot all the time and stuff. And I totally like my, um, I think it was my peroneal tendon. I like, I got that really good. And so that was like the beginning of all the stuff. And so, like I said, you know, I never really have known what I was doing. So, um, and then after that I had some nerve tension in my hamstrings when I was running like high, really high mileage. I was running like 70 plus miles a week back in 2018. Um, that nerve damage lasted a couple months. And then shortly after that in last May, <clears throat> um, I was just casually running a, a, a trail and um, was coming down and I just felt this really acute, sharp pain in my, what I later found out was my TFL muscle. I had no idea that was even a thing. Um, <laughs> and so, and so now I, I know quite a bit about that muscle now. We've been friends for, you know, a long time. So, um, so yeah, and I, what, what my, can, my, my research and, you know, going to physical therapy and massage and all that kind of stuff, uh, came down to, I just, I, I was not using my glutes. I just had built some kind of, I would say just not great running form and maybe not running form, but just like the way I moved was just like, I never did like any recovery or anything like that. And, you know, I didn't even know my glutes were like, I didn't even know they could be on or off. Like, <laughs> um, so I, yeah, so it was, it was just, I think I had some big anterior tilt too. And, you know, my glutes were turned off and, um, it just kind of led to overworking of the TFL, which eventually it just kind of broke down. So, um, just been battling that since May. And finally in December, I went and did a high rocks and it felt good. Um, I, I kind of was unsure of going into that race, but I did it anyways and it ended up feeling good. So, you know, it's kind of been, uh, here or there, but, um, it's, it's been pretty good, um, for now, but yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> What did that process look like as far as you found out you weren't finding your glutes right or they weren't turning on when you needed them to? What did that rehab process look like or maybe that training process look like to retrain everything to move properly? Um, there were a lot of tears. <laughs> I'll put that first. Like, it's just so frustrating because I'd be doing like glute bridges and like these donkey kicks because they're like, your glutes aren't working. And I'm like, all I feel is my hamstring. I don't know how to do this, you know? And I was just like, I, I couldn't understand why they weren't working. And it's just whole process of just like, you know, the hip flexors and low back and hamstrings and all this good stuff that goes into it. So it's just, it was a huge puzzle. And, um, it took a lot of like, I, I don't know, I, a lot of like discipline, I guess I'll, I'll put it that way because, I, a lot of, a big reason that led up to it, I think I mentioned was because I wasn't recovering at all. Like I, I literally hate recovery and, <laughs> um, it's just, it's just something I don't like to do at all. I'll have good warmups usually for my workouts, but when it comes to like doing something after I'm like, mm, I'm dead, I'm going to go do something else. So, um, it was a lot of discipline in doing like, I, I just want to do these workouts all the time. I just want to do you know, whatever it is. Um, I just want to be working hard or running or something. And to have that 
discipline of being like, I need to, you know, roll my ham or roll my, um, hip flexors and then do my glute work and do some like stability stuff and all that crap. Like I just literally hated it and I would cry doing it because I hated it so much and it was so frustrating. Um, so I, I would say, yeah, that process is just like, just constantly digging in and doing research and, you know, listening to what my physical therapist and massage therapist had to say and just doing what I knew I needed to do, even if it wasn't what I wanted to do. I think that's important that you admit that it was frustrating and difficult for you because it's like our bodies gets in these habits of how we move. And it's so hard to overpower those habits and actually get things to fire right. And it takes a long time. Um, for you who have been an athlete for a long time, have fairly good body awareness, I would assume, um, mm-hmm. to have those struggles, like it, it just shows that how much body awareness we can have and still not fully realize how our bodies are compensating. Totally. I, I mean, the body, I, have, I, I found so much appreciation for the body after this and just how, if, if anything, like, I mean... I think for one thing, I think it took me so long too, because I was so stubborn. Like I did not want to do the work and I, you know, I would think I was good and go out for a run and then it would come back and flare up again or whatever. And so I think I really just kind of kicked myself there and just kind of let it just keep cycling and cycling. And, um, but I think at the same time, I'm, I'm really happy that it all happened because a, like I learned so much about the body and how it works and just how you know, like you said, like the movement patterns we're used to in our life, they just, they cause problems. And, you know, like we need to be aware of that. And, um, and then two, uh, for being, uh, like a personal trainer or group trainer or whatever, like it helped me, um, just help other people better, I guess. Um, and realizing like a lot of other people also have those problems. Like I see a lot of people who, you know, just sit at their desks and stuff. And some people I've had, like, didn't even know what their glutes were in general. So it's just been kind of cool to like, take all that knowledge from like that bad experience I had and use it to help other people. That's awesome. It leads right into where I wanted to go anyway, which is how like specifically when you're working with people now in your classes as a personal trainer, how has it changed your perspective or how has it changed how you coach them and cue them and, and how like program for them? I think, well, what I was kind of talking about before is how I, you know, I just want to do the workout and like, I want to give hard workouts, but at the same time, I can recognize now that these people and what they do and things and their movement pattern, when they come into class, like they may not need that hard workout, you know, they may need to do a little extra work here or there or something like that. And, um, I think too, oh shoot, what I, I just lost it because somebody walked in the door. Um, Shoot, what was it? Oh, just getting them, I think, to uh, just like move better and just have more awareness as well and just learn about their body and realize that like coming to the gym isn't just about beating yourself down. Like it's it's taking care of yourself too and just kind of having that mind-body connection. I talk about that a lot. Um, um, yeah, I, I mean, I could go on and on, but that's, I'd say the basis. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a tough thing. Like the mindset you have as far as or had, as far as like just wanting to, crush and attack every single day. Like as an athlete, that's such a common mindset to have and a a common desire to just want to push hard every day. But once you actually back down for a day and just do more accessory work and specific isolated work, like you can still get a really good workout, get a lot of muscle fatigue going and realize you didn't, you know, without having to push your body to the limits. Totally. And that's been a hard, a hard thing to learn for sure. Um, I, I took a, 
I, I was sick for like a week and, but my body was kind of giving me these red flags before this is like a month ago. And I took that week off and I, I came back like just so much better. It's like, like, you know, the things that are going to feel good, you know, you're going to feel good after like recovering and rolling out and stuff, but it's still just like, I don't know. I just don't know why it's still not knocked in my head, but yeah, it's true. Like if you, you take that time, you're going to move better in the long run, you know, you'll, you'll be able to do those harder workouts better. Well, I think it's so like, like you said that the recovery stuff isn't necessarily fun to do. It's not necessarily, you know, like I always call like tra attractive or sexy to do. It's just, uh -huh. it's boring. It's, it's necessary. But I think the other thing that happens and it happens with me too, is when you're feeling good, you don't think about doing that stuff. It's like, Oh, I, I don't need to do that right now. It's once you start breaking down that it's like, Oh, I've been neglecting that. <laughs> You literally hit the nail on the head. That is so 100% true. And that has been like the story of my career is like, I start feeling good. And then I'm like, okay, I just kind of like fall back in old habits. So I'm really trying to like, you know, make that, that recovery stuff that I do like the habit, you know, and just kind of keep that in there regardless of whether I'm feeling good or not. So yes, that is huge. So what does that process look like for you as far as the recovery after you work out? Um, <clears throat> a lot of, well, a lot of just like rolling, I guess for like now, like that's kind of what I start with. I start at my feet. I get a lacrosse ball on my feet. Um, and then I kind of work up from there, work into my calves, stretch out my ankles, do some ankle work. Um, and then, like I said, just kind of work all the way up there. Um, I got a cupping set not too long ago and I do that. Like I, I've been having kind of some like IT band issues and that's kind of seemed to be helping quite a bit. Um, so I don't use it all the time, but just kind of, if I'm feeling like I, I need it. Um, and then, and then just like general stretching kind of stuff. Like I should do more, you know, maybe yoga or mobility flow stuff, but, um, and then, oh, my hips too. Like, um, I found some good, like hip mobility stuff that I've been doing and that has helped tremendously. That's probably one of the biggest things that has helped me, um, honestly. So I, I keep it pretty basic. Um, I mean, before, like, I was really just relying on going to the physical therapist and going to massage. And then, like, I would do, like, I mean, a little bit here and there, maybe, but it was like, oh, I'm going to go see the massage therapist this week, you know, or like, oh, I'm going to PC, like, whatever. So that kind of gave me that excuse. But now I, I realize, you know, it's, it's on, it's on me to do all of this. And if I don't want to go, I mean, I want to go see them, don't get me wrong, but like, if I don't want to, like, be spending all this money to do it at the same time. Like it's stuff I can do on my own and I should, I, I shouldn't need to be seeing them as often as I did. Like that's, that's my point, I guess. Um, so yeah, just kind of taking, taking matters into my own hands. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, not to discount physical therapy, obviously I am one, um, and massage, <laughs> you know, I go, I get a ma massage myself once a month just for that self maintenance. Mm -hmm. And I definitely have my therapist that I see as needed, but we definitely, like it should be one of those things that you use for assisting your self maintenance, not relying on for it because you aren't taking care of yourself in the meantime. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what I was going for. So right now you're coming off of injury. Um, obviously there's no races going on, so we can really focus on where our weak links are, that sort of thing. What's kind of, what are you focusing on right now with your training? Well, I, I kind of was going back and forth on it a little bit. <clears throat> um, but I think because I've, I've been coming back from injury, like I, I, I did a ton of like, um, 
like aerobic work, you know, I did a lot of biking, a lot of rowing, that kind of stuff. Um, so I think what's kind of been lacking is my speed. And that really showed during the high rocks races. Um, cause you can look up all your times compared to everybody else. And literally I, I got dominated in the runs. Like I could kind of hang in there, but oh my gosh, like at least by like 30 seconds each lap. And the only thing that saved me was because I would gain minutes on the strength stuff. And, um, but I, I would lose in the run every single time. So, um, I think that was kind of a bit, a big indicator that, um, um, and obviously like I haven't been running, so I haven't really been able to do that kind of stuff. So, um, I haven't been by high rocks, what I mean. So I, I've been running since then, but, um, so, but not a lot of speed stuff. So that's, that's definitely been, been my focus. Um, but not too much because, you know, we still have a long time till races, but it's definitely kind of building that speed base. Do you feel, I'm, I'm always curious, you're doing biking, rowing, just to kind of maintain the endurance side of things. Do you feel you lost much endurance-wise while you weren't able to run? That's a great question. Um, I would say no, uh, because I was doing a lot of strength stuff, and, and like I said, doing a lot of that. It's just, when I came back to running, it was just kind of like that newborn baby deer feeling. You're just kind of like, <laughs> what is this? Like, I feel like, and I think, like, I feel kind of slow and and I am granted a lot slower than I was but um I think just mechanically it's been kind of getting back into it and um but overall like my endurance wise I think is 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 still there um and I and I feel stronger you know than I than I was when I was running back at this time so that's a good feeling awesome I love it which high rocks did you do by the way uh I did the New York one in December and then I was hooked so I went to Chicago in February nice. <laughs> or January yeah awesome yeah i was my i was supposed to go to la um yeah me too were you? oh that's so sad yeah yes yeah. That's very would, that, would that have been your first one or did you do them no that was gonna be my first one and i was super excited oh, i love the concept i of it, know so eventually <laughs> yeah yeah well they'll be back <laughs> right awesome just kind of start closing it out for any listener who's maybe injured currently coming off injury, um, just as since you've been dealing with it, um, whether it's from a rehab side, mindset side, like what advice can you give them? Um, I would say like, like take your time to grieve over it, but then like get over it because you know, like there's no sense in just being like, so like, woe is me in a way, because it's not going to get anything done. Like, I definitely took my time to grieve. Don't get me wrong. I was like super upset and I took a couple of days, but then I was like, okay, how do I fix this? You know? So I would say, you know, take those moments and then figure it out. Like go see a physical therapist, um, go to massage, whatever, and, and really get those insights of what you need to do and then actually do it. Like just make it a habit. And, and like, if that's what you need to do to recover, then that's what you need to do, even though it sucks, but it's just, it's just doing it. Like that's, that's the biggest thing. And just just the mindset of it's going to like, there's always good that can come out of it. Like for me, so much good came out of it and it really sucked in so many days. I just really, really hated it, but you know, there's still ways you can work around it. And I guess that's another thing I would say too, before I forget um, is work around it as best you can, but don't, don't push it because I think I really pushed it. Like even if I was rowing and I could kind of like feel my TFL, I'd be like, Oh, whatever. But like in those moments, you know, I should have stopped if I could still feel it. So, you know, if it, if it doesn't hurt at all, and you can work through it and it's not going to hurt anything, like go for it. There's, you don't need to just sit around on the couch just because, you know, like maybe you hurt your ankle. Like you can do, go do some upper body or something like that. But like, you know, just, it's just being kind of smart about it. Like working around it where you can, but prioritizing the stuff you need to do to recover first. 
Awesome. I love that advice. Well, Alyssa, if someone wants to follow your journey or just have questions for you, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Instagram. That'd probably be the best way at Alyssa Holly 14. And I'm all, all open for any, I mean, obviously I have nothing to do right now. I'm, I'm kind of working, but I'm, I'm very uh, open to have some conversations. So yeah, hit me up there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. And that concludes this week's episode of highly functional. If you enjoyed it and found the information helpful, I invite you to head over to Facebook and join my group, Obstacle Course Racing Athlete Health and Performance, where you can both join your OCR tribe, as well as find very helpful, useful information on how to become a more dominant racer, a more resilient racer, and truly race at your peak performance. And until next time, let's go out and be highly functional.